Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. Um, we like rugby and we like talking about it. Joining me, uh, this illustrious today, I was going to say today, is Alex. How are you? Hello, Adam. I'm very well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Good. Uh, I'm glad to see that you are back from Durban after being our correspondent for the Storm yep. Sharks game yesterday. Safe and sound. You didn't sweat yeah. too much. Yeah, I made it back in one piece, uh, which you wouldn't think would be a big deal, other than the fact that Kings Park is, of course, right next to Moses Mabida, um, yeah. which was quite a war zone oh. last night. Oh, fuck. Was that, was that where the like security guard got attacked and shit? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, what are you going to oh, do? Well done, Adam. Yeah, well, yeah, good, good, good making. I think also Steve Compello resigned after that. I think that might have been involved that whole thing. Cards, cheese. Anyway, as you heard, Ben, he, he is also here. How are you? I'm um, well, thanks, and you, Adam. I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for asking. Matt will not be joining us. Uh, he was in Cape Town midweek checking out some wrestling, and uh, for what our sources tell us, he's only getting back maybe today-ish. So he will not be here. So we'll hopefully represent him in his stead. But yeah, uh, great week for us, guys. Australia over four in Super Rugby, <laughs> so uh, we'll, yes. we'll definitely be chatting about that. But just to quickly start, it's off, it's, it's almost like yeah. our Aussie bashing is justified. Mm. Yeah. It's almost like we got a point. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's almost that. like we weren't we weren't just barking up a tree. We are actually kind of hammering yeah. great points. Yeah, yeah but like, maybe, maybe we weren't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we're not just dickheads. I mean, we are dickheads, but we're not just dickheads. No, no, we generally have a bit of uh, logic. A bit of uh, logic, yeah. logic. Yeah. time madness. That's the word. But just uh, a, a very quick surveying of the news, uh, starting off uh, ex Bock forward, Ashley Johnson. He has failed a doping test um, in the UK. Uh, just to report, this has popped out a couple of days ago. Uh, Johnson has been suspended by the Rugby Football Union after failing a drugs test. His English Premiership Club Wasps announced on Friday. The 31-year-old, who's been capped three times by the Springboks, he failed an out-of-competition test on February 7th, and Ashley's currently investigating the possible source of the substance, and both he and the club are cooperating fully with the IFA statement. So, uh, that's interesting. I know he went, he moved from, mm-hmm. I think, uh, Blindy to Hooker, so very, we'll keep watching mm-hmm. that. Something else that's uh, also a little bit sad, Rob Horn, the uh, Australian international, who I thought a very good rugby player, just imagine what the Waratahs could be doing. If he was there, he's had to retire from professional rugby at the age of 28, following a career-ending arm injury after getting injured in his uh, Northampton Leicester game last Saturday, 27-21. I think he... Yeah, uh, but it's, it's it's quite weird how quickly they sort of decided yes. it was a career-ending injury. That, that mm. That's what... Because normally when, like, a player will get injured, then they'll go through their rehab, come back, and they'll kind of realize it's not right, and then kind of say, okay, listen, I'm done. But, like, that's what got me. It's, like, a week, and they're like, yo, he's done. Like, what the fuck happened <laughs> well, to Oh, we gave you a week, Rob. You couldn't recover. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Rob. they said it was like, nerve damage. Much- Northampton says that after undergoing tests, neurological consultants confirmed Horn had suffered career-ending nerve damage to his right arm. Oh, so, so maybe it's one of those things. Like, I think you just know. Yeah, and he probably, maybe you'll be able to, yeah, I guess ultimately you've got to protect the health. So a bit sad. Um, I always thought he was a very good footballer, to use to use the term, yeah. 
very good all round no, player. No, he's, he's the the classic Australian back. Like yeah. he kind of he could put it anywhere. Very good, very good with ball in hand, and like he's good looking up. Like he always saw the game kind of going forward. No, he was he was yeah. a good, very good player. Certainly better than anything the Waratahs kind kind of have at the moment. So real pity. So go back to Rob Horn. I know he give the Aussie team shit, but very unfortunate. Yeah, very good player. Something else that's also unfortunate is Border. Their financial woes, even though they've been apparently bailed out, they, they were able to uh, pay uh, people or debtors. Um, but uh, just a quite a city press story. The funding that's of uh, the Border Rugby Union, this is from uh, Simonique Avanisa from City Press. Uh, we've always quoted a lot of him. He's always got some good stuff. Uh, the funding to say the water rugby unit from liquidation at the 11th hour this week has been described as a drop in the ocean by an insider, having previously, having, oops, sorry, having been provisionally sequestered at the behest of the SRB Players Association, and choose a border miraculously escaped when a mystery funder rumored to be the Buffalo City Metro Municipality bailed them out, resulting in the association announcing that it would rescind its legal action. But yeah, uh, we don't want to go too much into it, but the border rugby union has been run, has been in a giant shit stink for years, apparently, and... I'm just reading this. While the funding was enough to convince SARPA that members would be paid the medical aid and pension fund owed to them, which, depending on who you speak to, is either 113,000 or 250,000 rand in their salaries at the end of the month, an official within your union said it wouldn't exactly solve their financial problem. So they are squandering lots of money. So, um, yeah. And okay. uh, apparently the debt is at least 8 million. So, okay. That doesn't sound like a huge amount, but maybe that's what it took. Yeah, it's, I mean. I don't know. The, the Kings is always. I don't I wonder how much of this is linked to the the cheeky Watson fraud alleged charges. I know he's appeared on court recently. It's just a real pity. I know we've we've spoken mm-hmm. about it a lot. That was what an important region for South Africa rugby, uh, the border Eastern Province region is, and financially it's not doing so great. So we hope that they're able to try and sort it out one way or the other. But mind you, the Bulls have had financial issues this year. So it's not just yeah. It seems to be catching. Yeah, right. Right, he's struggling a bit. And uh, um, so, mm. so saying that, uh, I watched uh, Border play uh, in the Super Sport Challenge. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. they and they were actually playing some quite good rugby. So obviously, I didn't watch um, any of that. I, I, I didn't watch. I didn't. I didn't only watch the first half, but okay. um, like obviously the. The off-field woes aren't translating onto a on-field. Yeah, were there any just, notable what, players? Uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, the guy who played cheater. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Uh, just, just something, something notable. Um, yeah. Super Sport Challenge, rolling subs. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, which, which I, I, I find quite. I think, it's, I think it's not good. <laughs> No, no, no. Like, you have this argument about Varsity Cup, Alex. Like, yeah. why train people in something that's different to the actual game they're going to be yeah. playing? Ultimately? Exactly, yeah. And I think but it's okay to up, to up to limit with Varsity Cup because it is kind of like a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek tournament. Um, yeah. Where, where, like, you get a lot of guys who are just kind of playing out their Varsity days before they go on to become, like, an engineer or something, which is mm-hmm. fine. But every now and again, you do get a guy who actually goes on to be a, like a springbok or something, or he plans to. So you can only twist the rules so far. Like this whole thing they've got with like having different scoring uh, values yeah, like depending it, on how it, far it, you're at the fullback. try and initiates in your half. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest load of shit I've ever heard. And also the current thing of the where you can send off two of the, the opponent's players for a set power play period or whatever. Also the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard. And the problem with those is that it just teaches the wrong skills. 
And it's the same kind of thing with rolling subs. Like, you actually need to, especially at a professional level, like Super Sport Challenge, you know, you, like, you, you guys need, need to get used to playing longer yeah. or whatever, you know? Like, it's, it's not going to help anyone if they keep getting five-minute breathers now and then. Because yeah, you're not going to get that it, at a test level. It does It does open up, unless you uh, a Northern Hemisphere side where every time there's a scrum, someone hurts their foot and then miraculously recovers after everyone's had a drink. Yeah. Um, about something something quite interesting because the oh, the Borland scrum was just shunting the the Cavalier scrum and no no the border scrum the Borland okay. scrum was shunting the border scrum yeah, and then, um, <laughs> then, then then there was a scrum penalty and then they called for another scrum so technically then it becomes a short arm so okay, then yeah. they just sub they just sub the entire front row. So they're like, fuck it, these guys are fucked up, so let, let's put on a new front row and just see how that goes. So yeah, it was quite, it was quite interesting. In that, okay. like, like, sort of the, the strategic use of the, the rolling yeah. subs. Yeah, but I, I agree, you uh, have to, yeah. you have to learn how to play a full game. Like, I think, I think you should have rolling subs at schoolboy level. I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, weight classes and all, all that mm. jazz. I think if they assigned us to a task force to reform schoolboy rugby, we would have some quality Springboks produced in the next 10 years. I had a, I had a dream about that the other day, actually. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, anyway, I, I won't go into that. You don't want to hear about that. Yeah, let's... That's going to wrap it up uh, for, for the news. Uh, well, let's uh, move on, actually, to the week's action. Uh, the, the first Friday game saw the poor Blues being... Um, Pumped by the Highlanders, 34-16. I know the score is only 18 points. So it's actually a lot further than that. Shannon Frizzell grabbing a hat-trick. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from Rico Ioni doing his, the Ioni brothers doing their best, doing the best they can to help a, a rudderless team. Um, yeah, not much to say apart from the Highlanders being professional and putting them to the sword. I don't know anything further to add to that. Um, so I thought Tavita Lee looked good. He is good, and though. he's no. taken he's taken quite a while to kind of find his feet because he's been spoken about in very um, you know high regard ever since his breakout season in the juniors and the twenties no. about three or four years ago. He never really lived up to it, but he's finally starting to look quite comfortable. Okay, you said Shannon Frizzell. Yeah, I mean he was. I, didn't, I never realized how athletic he was. He no. he's quite a he's quite a beast. Um, and yeah, you mentioned the Oni brothers. I thought I thought Akira got a bit shown up. Actually, I thought he didn't play very well, but Rico sort of compensated. And it's just it's just so obvious that he has to be on the wing. Yes, he's so um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything else is just plain stupid. Uh, but no, yeah. no, because he just he's so because he's strong enough and fast enough. Like because you can kind of give it give it to him as almost like a bailout play. <laughs> just yeah. like oh sh- oh shit, the scrum's <laughs> going backwards a bit. Chuck it to Rico. You know yeah. he's gonna He'll break me out of it. Yeah. The defense, give you some go forward, and then you can kind of yeah. start. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, but, the, uh, the crazy part is that he did it up against Waisaki Naholo. Who's I mean, he's no slouch either. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a quality winger. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah. Uh, just with Akira, we have obviously we are big fans of Akira on the show. Hashtag yeah. Year of Akira. Yeah. Hashtag Year of Akira. Um, but but we have mentioned his failings before that he doesn't he doesn't take the ball at pace. He kind of, he likes to kind of get push the man away and then kind of have a bit of a run. Yeah. So as soon as you kind of putting two or th- uh, like two or three defenders kind of throwing themselves at him, obviously he can't 
if defenders are coming at him one at a time, he's fine. He's like one of those like heroes from a kung fu movie. You know how all the little fighters choose to fight the guy one at a time, and yeah. just like you, <laughs> why don't all thirty of you just jump him and you'll kill him? But yeah, it's a it's a similar logic with Akira. If you come at him one at a time, he'll take you every time because he's just so big and so strong. But as soon as they kind of uh, wised up a bit and started kind of just bombing him, then yeah, then he was in serious trouble. He didn't have a great game, to be honest. Yeah, and I think you're right. Yeah, but um, again, the blue is flattering to deceive and by far and away the worst New Zealand team and the Highlanders march on. Just a quick... I just want to well, quick, well, quick... What's the stat? The, the Blues have lost 19 in a row or something? Opposition. I thought it was 15, but it's, it's been insane. They last got a last win in like 2016 against a New Zealand team or something like that. But wasn't this yeah. the first time that the Highlanders have beaten them in back-to-back fixtures or something? I don't know. I, may, I, might, I might be confused. Yeah. I, I just want to make a quick comment about Ben Smith. Um, just... It's very interesting how well oh. he's come back since he had that sabbatical. I just read a very interesting piece where I spoke to him about it. Um, I think it was on the Stuff website, just saying after he skipped Bledisloe 2 or 3 and the end of your tour, he was able to have a proper end of season, uh, sorry, pre-season, and he also just mentioned in the interview that he had a few years carrying a few niggles when he uh, went on the break, as they all spent time with family, and he's come back mm. a renewed player. So I think... Um, I wonder if the Springboks and SA Rugby, they're going to be looking to do that. But he looks rejuvenated. And yeah. An absolute but I, I don't, but our, our guys are so desperate to make money yeah. that you can't say they, they don't want to go on sabbatical because they want to, they would rather go overseas, basically. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they're sabbatical in Japan, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like let's play rugby mm. against slightly smaller people. Which, like is, which is, it's, it's better than nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, when, you, when you mentioned, oh, sorry, you go then. Hmm. Oh, sorry, sorry. Just because with the sabbatical, the the Aussie guys were mentioning that David Pocock, he's obviously also been on a sabbatical, and then they were saying a longer one than Ben Smith, almost a year, year and a bit there. Hmm. And that they was once he came, like now his sort of his return now, all his stats are better than they were in 2000 and whenever 2016 season. So they basically say his sabbatical has actually made him a better player. It sort of refreshed him, rejuvenated him. I guess it's similar similar to Ben Smith. So yeah, I, I, do, I do think there is some value in it. I just always remember, I remember when Bucky's went to Toulon, and I, I remember I don't know where I read it somewhere. It's just when he got to Toulon, uh, the medical staff found him to be absolutely broken down. Like he couldn't play for months. They actually find like they rehabilitated him to 100% because he'd been playing with niggles and everything for years in South Africa, and then lo and behold, then he continues to put on performances. So, um, like Warren Whiteley, Evan Itzbeth, his shoulder injury taking some time, or uh, Whiteley itself playing rugby all year round in Japan, Yaku Creel, uh, there's just too much rugby. So I just hope that uh, SA Rugby go ahead. But look, speaking of the Lions, I'd like to talk about a performance that um, I got, um, it's a pissy math, isn't here? But I got a Lamington. I don't have a pie. I know, Ben, you have a pie. <laughs> I have, a, I have a pie, but but should, do, do I deserve a pie? Because I actually... Sorry, I'm just opening a beer here, so I might sound a bit distant. Um, I'll go well with my pie. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, you picked the lines for an individual. Right, I'm going to yeah, eat my yeah, pie. I picked the lines for my individual super <laughs> So, so much ice the pie? Yeah, well, you just eat the pie. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about your individual super brew, Ben. 
No, eat the no. pie. It's about, um, at least I have the courage of my convictions to back yeah. the Waratahs in my individual you scenario. Have, you, you have a fiduciary duty on the on the podcast to give us the yeah. best effort when we're predicting, and you said that you thought the Waratahs were going to win. You've I picked did, lines right. on Superbrew for the last, like, six years, or at least as long as I've known you. So yeah. that obviously has no bearing on how you actually think the game's going to go. Um, anyway, um, the coin, the uh, the coin of justice, let us yes. write. What an impressive performance by the Lions, hammering the Waratahs 29-0. I, I, looked, I knew they had a sniff, but geez, the Waratahs are ineffective, hey? They, yeah. uh, apparently also they tried sending to Kelly Nayavara a lot down the middle. Didn't work. And the other backs are a bit average. And the Lions, I, I know when Swayze, he, had, he spent a little bit of time with Rossi recently for the different camps. Uh, attacks never been an issue, but maybe Rossi had some words on defense. I don't know. Was, they were just so much better on defense um, this, this past the... week compared to uh, other weeks. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't watch the whole game because I was otherwise engaged. But um, from what I have seen, it's pretty much what we predicted, right? Like, Tekili Nairavoro, he simply is not a good winger. So... Like, as soon as he came up against someone like Ron Combrink, who, or the rest of the Lions team, their defensive patterns, he just gets found out because he doesn't have the, the whole skill set. He's a big guy that can run fast in a straight line, and that's just not good enough against better teams. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not at all surprised that he, being their, their biggest attacking weapon, was completely nullified. Yeah, and just in yeah. terms in terms of uh, turnovers conceded, <clears throat> I'm just trying to see. You know, Waratah's lines all pretty close. More passes. So the attacking stats are relatively similar. Well, the Lions have 30 more carries. But in terms of defense, uh, 40 less, uh, 85 tackles to the Lions, 121 to the Waratahs, and 28 missed tackles from the Waratahs. Oh. And the Lions won 14 turnovers to 12. So it was a defense that really won the yeah. game. And whenever they made it into the red zone, uh, they put on points. Alton Yankees, like he had a bit of a shocker. I remember seeing a tweet during the game saying, Jesus, is he wearing a Springbok jersey? He's playing like shit. But you know what? He, he got through the rest of the game and got on the lines. It's the first time the Waratahs have ever been held scoreless in Super Rugby. So a very yeah. impressive performance. But, um, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, I mean, uh, do you have something? Yeah. You, 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 know, you want something to say? Yeah, do, do you know what, do you know what I, I enjoyed the most about that? Is for years and years, Australian teams have outthought South African teams. Like the South African teams have come there with the better team. They've often played better, but the Australian teams, because they come in with a better strategy, they on maybe their coaching's better. I don't know. They they execute better and they they beat the South African team. And we we walk away being like, what the fuck? Like we were we yeah. were way better than them. What happened? Yeah. But today the opposite happened. The the Waratahs game plan was completely nullified. And the Lions executed way better. It was it was actually really good to see. And um, just a final, uh, where would I be without a criticism of the Waratahs? I don't think they're fast enough. Because yeah. almost, like, like, okay, I'm sorry. Even if you're Australian, you have to acknowledge Newsom is not a good rugby player. Yeah, he's yeah. rubbish. Yeah. Did, you, did you see like his, 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 his close effort where he got tackled while trying to offload? He just full-on dropped the ball. Yeah, no, but he's not. he's just not good. And then the frickin' who's there for Higati, Higuti or whatever? Higuti. Like Christ. like Newsom, Higuti and Nayabura as a back three 
does not inspire terror. It's, no, mm. it's not inspiring. Yeah. I mean, look, they've got Falau out and yeah, yeah, uh, I, I guess pretty got a couple Falau's of injuries. Because remember, Curtis Rona started on the wing mm. uh, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, but they're not. Yeah, yeah, but barring. I was like, oh, hmm? fuck, Alton's missing touch a lot, and then I was like, where did? Oh, come on, dogs. Hmm. Um, then I was like, oh, wh- sorry, I'm at um, I'm at my in-laws' place because we are house sitting. Um, Chills, Matt, Matt but... the dogs on the pod on the pod once. So it's chilled. We're, we're, we're pet friendly. Yep. <laughs> um. Uh, fuck. Now I've lost my train <laughs> of thought. Lost your uh, yeah, so, sorry, uh, yeah. guys. Oh, oh no, no. Alton, when Alton okay. was missing touch, yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, oh no, he missed touch. And then I was like, oh wait a second, fucking Naivora is lumbering up with it, or Newsom's trying to catch it, or whatever. I was like, oh, yeah. it's not the worst thing in the world. Eh? <laughs> yeah, he missed touch, or did he? Yeah, did he? <laughs> Maybe it was a tactic. Like we we really outthought them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. but um... Um... Yeah, I never thought it would be that much. I mean, I said Lions by one on yeah. Super Brew, so but yeah. very dominant. Fan- fantastic performance by the Lions. I don't know who do they play next week. Um, well, actually, we can we can we can discuss that. We'll discuss that in in Super Brew. We must just to keep, yes. keep to keep this train running. But fantastic performance by the Lions. I might actually pick them next week, and I apologise for not. And I quote, backing my boys. Thanks, Ben. I know you, you reminded can, me. Can, of I, can I have one last uh, thing on this? Mm. Very quick. Yes. Um, right at the end, I don't know if you guys saw, there was like a bit of a scuffle, and like it got a little bit ugly. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Kirtley Beal was, like, particularly upset. And, like, I mean, I don't know. He's had his issues, I guess. But he seems prone to a bit of mistemper. And um, he uh, he was, like, I don't know, getting a bit aggressive. And apparently, Madosh Tomboy kept shouting. Madosh Tomboy kept shouting at him. Look at the scoreboard. Look at the scoreboard. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's some that, great that, that, chat right that, there. That's so. That's such schoolboy banter. Yeah, I love it. It's oh. great. I love it. And it was also, <laughs> and it was also just after Malcolm Marx had been taken off. You know, so yep. it's a typical suspicious timing. Uh, right. Yeah, but just moving on to Saturday. Oh, oh, also, also, just yeah. uh, Madosh somewhere. Like, I don't know where. Like, if you fucking shake a tree at the Lions training camp, a high quality winger falls out because he seems to have every attribute we are praising up here at Junchi for. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's, he's it's the culture of taking their opportunities, I think, because mm. a lot of the time you see, and also a lot of, remember, a lot of these guys, in a way, feel lucky to even be playing Super Rugby because they had a union that not so long ago was relegated. And, you know, you saw guys like Warren like White and Yaka Creel who stayed with the team and kind of saw it through the rough times. So I think they have a very strong mentality of, you know, use, use the opportunities that you're given to the maximum benefit and, like, you're kind of looking after the jersey for the next guy in a way, so it's almost like a, a, an all-black mentality, which is really good. Yeah, and I think the Lions culture itself, I think it encourages players to, when given an opportunity, to say, well, this, you can step up and take us. It's simply that. Mm-hmm. So, like a guy like uh, Ruan Combrink, who did he displace in the wing? But Deante, or Deante got injured in an unfortunate time, and Combrink yeah. from a, I think it might have been you or someone else, Ben, it's just that he adds an extra kicking option, which is massive, and defensively he's so good yeah, on, on, on defense. I, I feel I feel a lot better with Combrink in that back line. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's just he's, he's a bit of a stable. I know he didn't actually have the greatest game, but also he he's he's another kicking option, as we've said, and he um, he just feels a lot more stable, like on defense and stuff. I think he he organizes. I don't know, maybe maybe is it? Maybe I'm reading into this far too much. But the, the, the back line just looks a hell of a lot more solid with Cornbrink there. No, 100%. 100%. So onward, upward. 
for the Lions. Uh, now, just quickly moving on to Saturday morning's game, Crusaders, Sun Wolves. I think Sun Wolves, beyond the bizarre storm that happened in the middle of the first half, uh, Sun yeah. Wolves. I think Sun Wolves tried their best, and I, I, I don't think they dis- disgraced themselves whatsoever. But then the Crusaders, playing a slight, a pretty much a, a B-grade team in many respects, they came back and uh, won at 33-11. I know Israel Dag and Owen Franks. They both came back. I know they didn't do much, but you see. The first try set over Mark Delaney, 35, cuts through yeah. a gap, double side step, and this was in the first yeah, two minutes, and I thought, oh, it's going to be a massacre, and I went off to play cricket, came back, and no, it wasn't wasn't that bad uh, from the mm. Crusaders. So, look, decent performance by the Sunwolves. Any, anything further to add about that? Dude, apart I, from... haven't, I haven't seen that double side step of Mark Delaney since Rugby 08, <laughs> when you used, to have, you used to have to double tap on the, what is it, the shift cue, yeah. I think it was, yeah. or something like that. <laughs> Double tap, shift Q, and you start to do a double step. The only other person I've seen to do in recent years is Sia Khaleesi when he stepped the shit out of Elton last year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was impressive, just shaking off the ears. Old man. Hmm. They called him Dad. Apparently they called him Dad in the club. <laughs> dad to ladies. Um, did, did, you, yeah. did, you, did you watch the game uh, at all, Ben? I, um, I only, I only yeah, yeah I, got, I got a bit of it. That, that rain was... I, I, think, I think rain is a, bit of a, is a bit of an equalizer in rugby. Yeah. But yeah, yeah um, the Sun was... At, at one point, I think it was 14-11. Sorry, I'm just... Uh, having a bit of a mess. <laughs> yeah. Update your, update your yeah, windows. God, I'm, I'm so sorry about this background noise. Oh, no, I know. It's still, it's still. So, yeah, you, you were saying? Oh, what? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, rain is a rain is a great equalizer, obviously. But at the at one point it was fourteen eleven or something. Mm. I hope it was going to stay like that because because yeah, yeah, my fantasy opponent is loaded with Crusaders and he ended up dominating me. <laughs> um, but yeah, was, like I thought the the Sunwolves actually did well, and like you know who's 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 really gone from strength to strength this year um, is Lapis. Because yeah. he was yeah. captain, he was captain of this week, and he really st- stood up to it really well. And he just does everything like he's but he's getting he's turnovers. And, yeah, but he, he only got signed like seven days before Super Rugby. I know or whatever he, he was like an afterthought. Yeah, and now he's become obviously a very prominent. Maybe he's going to play for Japan soon. Him and him and Muffy oh. and Brits could make a pretty a pretty decent loose trio for the Japanese. Oh, oh dude, good. Yeah, I, I laugh. I laugh. He gets a recall from um, Barassi, you know, uh, just for just for sheer work rate. I, 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 it's not going to happen, but I laugh. No, I mean, I, I thought he deserved one to be honest when he was playing here, like when he was just for the, not even at the Bulls when he was for the Cheetahs. Yeah, that was like five years ago. He was phenomenal. A lot of, a lot and, like his work rate is right the Cheetahs. Yeah, absolutely. We spoke about it last week, I think. But I mean, he, like, his work rate is honestly without peer. In Super Rugby, I don't. I've never seen anyone work as hard as he works, and his tackle volume is stupid. And then he also affects turnovers. Like he got like two or three turnovers this week, and it looked like um, his his ref management was pretty good too. Like he was chatting to the ref. Oh, he's a nice and, guy. Like, a lot he's, of penalties yeah. were going their way. He's a like, he's a lovely guy. Yeah, he's, lovely a, no, he's a nice like. It's like how could you Peter, how, how could how could you say no to him? But yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I think we've pretty much covered it. I think, and the Crusaders will be a lot better. And I think Dag and, and Franks, in particular, they're going to be working their way back. They've got the Brumbies next week. So uh, good effort, Sun Wolves. This is more more likers, but uh, the Crusaders are the business where they needed to. Now moving on to the Chiefs. Um, Damien McKenzie, you dick, catching a concussion in the first twenty minutes when he was my fantasy mm-hmm. captain. Sorry, mm-hmm. I just wanted to get that out there. 
I was really checking on my phone. And I'm like, well, why is it only say he only played 19 minutes? But then his brother Marty came in. Um, yeah, the Chiefs were 24. Excuse me, the Chiefs. Yeah, they were 24 in the lap on the Reds coming in the second half, and then at winning 36-12. So by the, it just seems pretty much uh, business as usual. They didn't really get out of second gear uh, to win. Uh, the, the Reds just weren't didn't have the penetration. The defense wasn't yeah. great, and uh, overall just a very well, yeah, pretty pretty meh, hey, as expected. Um, the red, the Reds without Karevia are nothing, pretty much. Like yeah. he's the only guy in the back line who looks like he's actually trying. Um, and oh, I just want to shout out to Charlie Naita because he yeah. he's looking so he's looking so good, oh, even at fullback. Oh, he's class. And uh, look yeah, at yeah. James Slipper, Reds captain, getting injured. Also in my fantasy team, two of my players mm. in my fantasy team <laughs> getting injured, which, which along with actually George Ulisi as well getting injured. Um, <laughs> He also got injured the 19th minute, and he is a high-quality player, and I think that also might have set them back. But uh, great performance by the Chiefs. They haven't bitched the moment about all the injuries that they've had compared to the Blues. I know the Blues have had like 19 or 18 or something of that nature. Yeah. But um, in a way, it might be good for Damian McKenzie just to get 60 minutes off. Um, because, I mean, he's played thousands of games in a row. So maybe another mm-hmm. hour here, and they're not the worst thing. And Tyler Audron, the Canadian international, had lost. Yeah. Sure. He's, uh, he's <laughs> yeah, he did. Good. Put in a good game, especially after I told Matt to put him on the bench in his yeah, fantasy side. I, 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 I like. told him the same thing, so I didn't think he'd be the didn't right we say, didn't, No, didn't we say to play Ardrum? I can't I, remember. I, I, he asked me, and I said, no, play Wells, which was a terrible decision. I actually had a look at his fantasy no, scores now. Wells, like, like, uh, like, at the time, that made way more sense than playing Ardrum. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but uh, reasonableness ex ante. Yeah, Jesus, but looking yeah. at Matt's scores, they are, it, it's an sh- absolute shit show. It, it's like a, a battlefield in World War Two. There's just craters everywhere. There's like mm. his highest. Yeah. So I just I felt very sorry for him. <laughs> but yeah, business as usual. Anyway, you play against him, so you probably don't feel that sorry for him. No, I don't. I feel nothing for him. I'm very happy. So I'm not, I'm not two one up in, in two one up in our in our league. I can't remember what the cup's called, uh, but I'll have to check at the New Boys Championship or something. So business as usual, Chiefs and uh, another Australian loss. I do think the Reds they're work in progress. I'm not going to put too much store. Uh, in the Reds losing, they they at least kind of on the app, and you can see Brad Thorne has a bit of a plan. Someone... I, I was I was I was reading a few things. They they seem quite sort of fan written, let's say that. Hmm. But they were kind of calling for uh, Quade Cooper to come back. Oh, no, no, no. no. So I don't just... think I don't think Brad Thorne's the kind of guy. Like I think he'll run out there and play a flyer himself before he. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. I, like, I, I don't I don't think Brad Brad Thorne would take a backward step, but. I do. John John Lawrence is like the the fucking porridge of rugby players. Like he's just. Oh. There's got to be someone else out there. I don't know. Like. Yeah, surely just get like a kid who's just got like flair. Take him from like mm. a schoolboy game, or whatever. Because worst case, he just shovels it onto Karevi, and Karevi can just batter it up. Yeah, which like, is what Lance is doing now anyway. Yeah, which like. Oh, I don't know. You know who they did have? I think, I think you're right. Jake McIntyre. He was actually slowly making some progress, and then he left, and he now plays for um, uh, Argen uh, in the in the French uh-huh. leagues. So, okay. um, yeah, that was also a bit of a blow. So, but yeah, I feel squat for the Reds really. So, <laughs> I mean, I, like I do hope they do better, but yeah, I, I feel jack for them uh, as an Aussie team. Right, the the one game that I was able to actually watch quite a bit of was the Bulls versus the Rebels. Yeah, the Rebels, I don't think, A, the quote they coped with the, I was going to say agility, 
the altitude. <laughs> sorry, uh, Adrian Strauss. <laughs> sorry, Adrian Strauss making case from being a Springbok again. I'm very glad he's retired. I want him nowhere near the box after last year. The memories is too bad, but he's playing fantastically. It must be said. Jesse Creel also bagging a lovely try off a little chip. Andre Pollard bossing mm. the game. Overall, a very very good Bulls performance. I know John Mitchell after the game came out and criticised the Rebels for being negative, but I think they made the Rebels negative. Uh, and that Bulls pack. Jeez, uh, Achia, Sneeman, Jason Jenkins, mm. Lutz, I know we've talked about him before. Guys, are the Bulls back? Are the Bulls are the, are the are the back? It, it's but a little it, too early it, to hope, but I mean... But it's, it's like a different Bulls, though. It's not mm. uh, the, the classic, you know, the Bulls that dominated South African rugby for so many years. It's like a different. I don't know. Maybe it's like. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it is that different because I think we had like a, a very negative perception of the Bulls despite their success. Yeah. But I actually maintain that they played some fantastic running rugby with Mornay Stain as Flower. Like I know that sounds like I'm being sarcastic, um, but I'm not. Like they they actually, if you go back and look at some of the highlights from 2009-2010, they scored some really um, sort of classy tries. And they weren't just, you know, the up and unders from Fruit Dupree that the guys chased onto or anything. Like, they ran some silky lines. They, I mean, let's not forget they had guys like, um, they had, a banner, yeah. they had a banner, they had Pierce Beast at eighth man. He's, he's not exactly like a bash it up type. Well, Donnie, Donnie um, Rousseau, Victor Matfield, Bertha, Fruit Dupree, someone, yeah, someone yesterday on Twitter was saying that, like, the Archias Neyman, um, Blewett combination is, is starting to look an awful lot like the Victor Bucky's combination. I don't know if that's quite accurate because I don't think either of them is Bucky's or Victor. I think they're both a weird sort of hybrid of two types of lock. And, but I think it's it's more the approach that's changed because the they've they're running this sort of forward silk you know short passes between the forwards kind of game that we haven't actually seen in any of the uh, South African franchises. So yeah, Pierre Skuman also really good, and yeah. of course Warwick Gallant. Gallant was he's had two weeks of phenomenal form. Don't you mean f- future uh, block in Springbok fullback Warwick Gallant? I, I no, hope so. Yeah, I'm I'm kinda of, if I was the rest of South African rugby, I'd be a little worried if the Bulls get their house in order. I don't know what's happening from the financial side of things, I'm sure they're trying to clean that up. They will be very difficult to stop if uh, they continue with this evolution. So I'm I'm quite excited. Uh, I mean Aki Mafi, he wasn't as effective. I think didn't you say something about that, Ben? Just he seemed like to Yeah, like like but he M- Mafi is good, eh? But he's not that big. Like like he's uh, whatever. Like not, not that big in rugby. What's he like hundred and ten kgs or something? But 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 yeah. you know uh, you know what I mean. He's not he's not a freak he's not freakishly big, let's say that. No. So yeah, like, like he, like um, the, like South, I would say South African packs generally are more than capable of handling a guy like that. Oh, yeah. I think his, his success will come against Australian oppositions where, <laughs> where they are, where their their forwards are, but sort of um, they, uh, I think I said it last week as well. They 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 more ball players, like they're not mm-hmm. kind of just brutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so yeah, let's well yeah, well done to the Bulls. And let's move on to the next game where our correspondent Alex was at, at the Shark Tank, uh-huh. where somehow the Sharks managed to overturn a 10-17 deficit uh, to win the game. What, <sighs> what appeared to be a bit of a messy game. 
but ultimately the the, the, the loose trio of doom they want to call them the Dupreas and Thunderbolts uh, really coming to the form uh, take it away Alex who was at the stadium yeah god I, I've cooled off a bit um, <laughs> thank god because I was in a bit of a foul mood not actually because of the result because I did predict the the, shark, the Sharks to win by six um, on my personal super rough I can't remember what I said on the podcast but that was pretty much the outcome but it was just I mean, don't get me wrong, I had a good time, had a good day out at, at Kings Park because I've never been there before. But, God, uh, you know what? I'll quote my mother-in-law who was with me and who doesn't know the first thing about rugby. It was a scrappy game. That's how she described it at halftime. It was scrappy. Hmm. And really, like, neither team had the first clue about what to do. Like, they, they spent, especially the first half, they spent the whole first half desperately trying not to lose, but they're not putting any pressure on each other. And, like, it was just really, really messy and ugly rugby from two South African sides. And this is exactly why Australians hate watching South African derbies, because of games like this, which is totally fair enough. Um, also, also they like three in the morning there. Yeah, that's true as well. But they... <laughs> yeah. um, I get up to watch those Jaguars games at midnight. But anyway. Um, so... I thought the referee was terrible. I, I really don't know if I'm being biased. I need you guys to maybe balance me out. Yeah, no, watch. no, I, I, I agree. And I'm, like, you know, I, I'm very pro-refs, eh? Like, I understand yeah. they, have a very, they have a very difficult job. And they, they get so much shit. And how, have you ever seen a captain thank the ref in his uh, post-match interview? No. Like, Is that what Ron Boerter did? No, no, no. But I think, uh, I think it's something you should. You should thank the ref afterwards. Like... Uh, and well, like I think, I, I, think, I, think they, I think they have a very hard job, but then again, they are professionals, yeah. And there are certain expectations on them, and I don't think the ref met met his professional standards yeah. in that. Let's say. Yeah, that that's my thing because I'm yeah I'm not quite as pro ref as you are. I'm I'm more I suppose pro the rule of law in a way, and I think that the referees generally do a pretty shoddy job of upholding the rule of law. So I guess I'm a little bit anti referee. But that's my thing. A lot of people say, oh, you know, exactly what you just said. Oh, it's a tough job. You know, you, you try and do it or it's not easy when you got in the moment kind of thing. Well, I don't care about that because it's not like they've just grabbed some layman off the side of the road and asked him to hold the whistle. Like in that case, I'd sympathize. These guys are professionals. Like they're supposed to do a really good job. They practice as no, hard, no. I imagine. Like they're supposed to be up to date with the laws. They're supposed to exercise due diligence and all that kind of thing. And, and I just see it very little of it nowadays. And I, um, I'm correct in saying that it was Glenn Jackson, huh? Eh? Um, yes. I was sitting quite far away, but it looked like him. So Glenn Jackson, I thought, had one of his worst games because I normally like him. And I don't know if you guys saw the um, the tackle on Dallander that was late and no arms and had the effect of basically turning him upside down. Oh, and... my fucking... What's his name? Maurice Lowe or whatever? I, I thought it was... Um... Hang on. I thought it was by Boerter, actually. I thought it was Ruan Boerter himself. But again, my, my seats were quite far back. So no, no, no. I, no I it's, possible, it was... it's possible. Marius Lowe put in a dodgy-looking tackle. And then he did, like, low. He was only on for, like, 10 minutes. And he made, like, seven. I was like, fuck, he's going to lose the Sharks a game here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's the same one I'm thinking of, because this one, I think, was a little bit earlier in the second half. Oh. And, yeah, um, no, I think it would have been a different one. And I think they did TMO it, and I, 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 this is why I need you guys to help me out, because from where I was sitting, I was like, this guy's lucky if he just gets a yellow. Because that looked like a really, to me, there was a trifecta. It was late, because Dallander had already passed the ball. There were no arms in the tackle, and 
that the island had, had gone beyond the horizontal and hadn't been brought down with care. So I thought it was going to be a, a red, but possibly just a yellow. And it turned out to just be a penalty. And as if that wasn't bad enough, about five minutes later, there was a penalty, uh, there was a yellow card against Duvenacher for fucking oh, uh, slapping, like the, slapping, slapping ball down. Yeah, the, I couldn't believe it. I was I was fucking furious. I almost did a Moses Mabida right there and then. And <laughs> then, like about ten or fifteen minutes later, there was a there was a knock on from the Sharks. I think um, it must have been Louis Schroeder. I think by that point, and the ref didn't even look at it. He was like, no, not deliberate. And he didn't. He didn't TMO the Diva Duvenach yellow card. He just automatically gave yellow. And yeah. there were a number of occasions where I thought that the ref was. I don't know. I thought that there was some very dodgy decisions in that game. Um, I accept the possibility that I might be biased. No, no, but, no. But it, it yeah. wasn't just he was giving shit penalties both ways. Like he was just yeah. not. Like he was just off the ball, basically. God, there was one thing. Fuck, I'm trying to remember. Just give me a second. I'll try and remember it. Um, where there was a really blatant penalty, and oh, oh we, there was one where where um, Jean Luc Dupria just kind of like slid along the scrum and mm. just started scrumming to the shark's loose head, like yeah, kind he of was in the in second a... row. Yeah, he was all the way up in the second row. No, no, he yeah. was all the way up, like in line with the prop, like he basically scrummed against the loose head. Yeah, and then that was actually the play that led to the Duvenaka um, deliberate knockdown. Or did yeah. a bit knock up, whatever we're calling it. Um, there but, was something else, but I can't remember what it is now. But the ref missed it completely, and I, I was just furious. Um, but okay, on to more positive things um, <laughs> from me. Uh, okay, Thomas Tatoy, this one's a bit backhanded, positive and negative. Thomas Tatoy was man of the match. I don't think he deserved it at all. Um, I thought that Lukanyo Um was hands down the best player on the pitch all game. He owes um, it to me, he, had, hey? he owes it to me because I dropped him from my <laughs> draft side. I was thinking, um, nah. And then I picked my poor Mapu out of shocker. Am was uh, fantastic. He it was he created the try for Mapipi. And uh, in Matt's stead, I'd like to say Mapipi did what Matt has always claimed. He is a try scorer slash try creator. So I don't know yeah. why he didn't play in, in other games. But yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Please, please continue in extolling the virtues of Lukanya Am, who I also <laughs> schmark. Please continue. Yeah, no, he, he was very schmarkable this weekend in particular. <laughs> Um, and he ran a great line off, I think it was Mapimpi for the first try for yeah. the, in the second half. Um, and then he put through some really deft kicks, the one that, of course, he fucked up, because that should have been a try for sure. Um, there was literally no one for miles around in Corsi, and I'm um, put through a really deft little grubber, and of course, he literally just had to, he had it in his hands, and then he kind of uh, bobbled it and then fell on top of it, but it was ruled to be a knock-on, I think, correctly. And it really, all he had to do was hold the ball and continue to fall down with gravity on his side, and then there would have been a try. So that was a real shame, I think. Um, but other positives? Um, none really. Okay, the one positive from the Stormer side, uh, Peter Steftitoy is literally the lifeblood of that side. Like, he doesn't stop going. Yeah. He, he's almost he's like a bit of a lapis at, at the blind side. Not as effective, but he just never stops. He makes a lot of mistakes, unfortunately, and I think he was getting very frustrated, which fed into his error rate. But just you got to be impressed with the guy's ticker. Um, and yeah, I guess that's about it from my side. Yeah, well, just uh, just quickly, quick stat attack, um, just to bring you, bring you um, the highs and lows of the numbers game. Philip van der Volt, he had 14 carries in that game. This is coming from I think the Opta guys. Uh, only 15 meters game. Jean Luc Dupre, eight carries. Daniel Dupre. 
seven carries. That's on that's kind of on average what the backs do as well. So I mean, this, I'm very glad Daniel Dupree is back, and the effectiveness of the Sharks I think very much hinges on the amount of work that that loose trio does. I just think Philip de Vandervelde is incredibly unlucky to not be in the Springbok um, picture, yeah. really. And uh, I see Aka van der Merve, he had also had a very good game. But also, how much better was Dylan Lay as a 15? I know he knocked the ball on mm. and conceded a few turnovers, but he's so much better as a 15. So, and then I, yeah. I saw SP coming back on later. So I just wish it's going to stay that way, but probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I think it might. I mean, Barry was okay at 14. Um, I don't know. You're right. I think they might just go back to SP. I don't know. I hate it. And then the worst part about it is that then it brings uh, JJ Engelbrecht back onto the bench as no. well. No. I, I know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I don't want that. No one wants that. Uh, oh. But anyway, c'est um, Look, I, think, I don't think the Stormers can get any worse, to be honest. So maybe that's one of the upsides. Mm. Yeah, then. Um, can I just make, make two observations as watching the game? Yes, you may. Firstly, um, uh, uh, neither team is very accurate at the breakdown, it's, especially the Sharks. Like, they kind of they fly into the breakdown, like, you know, trying to clear men or whatever, but half the time they fucking miss the man. Like, I think they well, need to sort of... The, neither of them has a, has a fetcher, right? Like, neither of them has a proper... Yeah, well, that, 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 was my, that was literally my second point, Alex, how so, neither, of mm-hmm. the, neither of the teams have a have a specialist fetcher and because yeah. of that teams can just accumulate phases against them and they can kind of play at their own pace you mm. could see with uh, with the Waratahs play against the Lions they were so they were so freaked out about Marks and uh, Quaker mm. yeah. and even like a lot of the Lions players kind of get over the ball mm. they were yeah. trying to they were trying to clear the ball really fast and because of that it was forcing errors like a lot of the time the scrum off would just be sort of like lobbing passes that would sometimes end up like landing behind his back line like bad passes because they're just like, fuck, we need to get this ball out of there because, like, you know, Malcolm Marks is sniffing around or whatever. So yeah. I do think even the the just the idea of having just having a specialist fetcher, even if he isn't necessarily on the ball, just puts more pressure on the opposition in every ruck. But obviously, you know, I can, the only place I could see the Sharks fitting in a fetcher is probably at hooker or mm. because, like, I can't see, uh, like, Thunderbolt so key to that team, and I can't see Rob dropping either of his kids. And no. then, yeah, do the Stormers have someone in the wings for that, Alex? No. Do, well, I mean, the only guy who's, I guess, got the right kind of body type for it is probably Nizam Kar, but he's too much of a like-for-like with Khaleesi. That's the problem. They've got, they've got too many sort of ball players. Like, I don't know if we've thrown that word around more today than we have in all the other podcasts combined, but suddenly it's trendy. Uh, so we're talking about ball players and Notche, great ball player, not necessarily a great flanker, but just a very good guy to have on the pitch. Khaleesi, again, not your traditional flanker. Like he often finds himself out on the wing. He had that break for the, um, whose try was it? Uh, can't remember. Um, but he, he had a really good break for the, oh, there's a Raymond Rules try. And, um, Nizamkar, again, like not your typical flanker. So, but just also a really guy with really great rugby instincts to have on the field. So they don't now, have anyone. Now you mentioned it, there is three very similar players yeah. actually to have. They are. That's, that's the problem. They're, they're too similar. You can't have them all together. And in, it's okay when you got like Peter Stift to Toy Seven or Quibus Van Dijk or whatever. But you still, unless you got really dominant forward pack that's moving forward, and you have a lot of possession, which the Stormers don't have because they fucking kick everything away. 
then you need to have uh, you, you need to sacrifice one of those ball players and get someone who's actually going to challenge for the ball. So they've got this weird sort of schizophrenia going on with their selection and their tactics because they're picking these guys who are really good attacking tools in the form of Notche and Khaleesi, mm. and then they're giving possession away and they're playing a territory game or they're trying to play a territory-based game. It just doesn't make any sense. If yeah. you're going to kick the ball the ball away, which is fine, then first of all, you need to get a better fucking kick than Diamond Duvenhaka because, God, please, let me never see one of his box kicks ever again in my life. <laughs> and then second of all, you need to actually have proper chasing wings, which we don't have because we've got Craig Barry, who's about five foot, and Raymond Rule, who... Yeah, he's got like PTSD every time he jumps for a ball. <laughs> and then even if you know, okay, so plan plan A, which is recover the ball from the air without chasing wingers, that didn't work. What's plan B? Recover the ball from the breakdown. Well, that's not going to work either because you've got Galicia and Notch sitting on opposing wings waiting for a turnover, so then get a bit of flashy runs under their belt. Yeah, but so the whole thing is just mm-hmm. not consistent. Mm-hmm. Who's yeah? Who's going to get you a turnover? Like I'm telling you now, it's not going to be. Well, I think they're missing. They're missing. To be honest, if, if there was, if you had to give me like a list of the Stormers team, who would I would say number one most likely to get a turnover at the breakdown, <laughs> the Allender. I was gonna say Kitsoff. I was gonna say I was gonna say Kitsoff, but uh, yes, yeah, yeah, I agree. I was gonna say I was gonna say Dallander, Kitsoff, Low, Volkov, yeah, Peter Bongi. But none of these, like, well, like are, you know, <laughs> none of them are Malcolm Marks or... Um, yeah, exactly. no, Malcolm Marks yeah. is um, a truly exceptional player. But just to contrast, a guy like Rolf Schmidt, he, one of his modus operandi is to police the rucks, try to win ball. And you've got a guy like uh, Timberlani Bulloy as well, mm. makes a lot of tackles, they're putting on the hard craft. Even Ludovic Diago, even the Bulls forwards, like Ludovic Diago, Arceus Neymar, even Strauss, to a certain degree, then play much more cohesively as a unit. You you can not have uh, a fetcher as such as long as everyone's yeah. putting their weight. But yeah. I just I very much it uh, hits the nail on the head with the point you you're making, Alex. Is that the stormers? No one's willing to really step up. No one's putting. They're not all putting in the hard graft. Um, yeah. Like compared to the Lions, for example, you'd even see Ross Kriner. Shame that he has his flaws, but every now and then he'd win a turnover. For example, Lala mm-hmm. Mapur, Harold Forster, uh, Ruan Janssen van Rensburg. They just, um, yeah. no, no one wants to put in the graft. So, um, just, 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 sorry, just to go back to someone. So you were saying uh, Khaleesi was lurking on the wing, Alex? Yeah, luxury well, player. Almost, almost, <laughs> almost like he wanted to do something luxury, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he has the luxury of lurking on the wing, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, oh. okay. I, I, was just, I was just confirming that. No, you're absolutely right. Spot on, Ben. But, uh, can, can I, uh, just, just something I said, and I stand by it. Hmm. I still think the Stormers are a better team than the Bulls on paper, but I think the Bulls are a better balanced team, especially in their pack. Yeah, I'd say the I'd yeah. say the Bulls backline, I'd say arguably better now than, than the Stormers. Um, I uh, I don't know about this because now that Strauss is in form, so I think the Bulls. Have a better, I don't know. On, okay, on paper, no, the stores no, the stores have a better front row on paper. Have, yeah, on paper. Have good props. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, the stores yeah. yeah. are phenomenal. Yeah. Okay, but the second row, I mean, Lewin and Arjen Sneijman are currently probably the premier second row combination yeah. in the competition. Actually, because yeah. most wait, of the wait, other wait, teams, wait. Really, that's quite the claim. Yeah, let's let's think, think about it. Let's think about this. I'm just thinking about the Aussie teams. Nobody really stands out. Don't, uh, don't, okay, let me save you some time. Don't think about the Aussie teams. <laughs> okay, so that's, that's the Sunwolves. 
the Lavini the... and Petty? No, no. Who's who's uh, the other? Yeah, go on, Riz. Uh, yeah, who, who, who actually basically who pairs Brody? That's what I'm saying, yeah. right? So, oh, so true. Yeah. Ardron, when you have when you have the Chiefs, yeah, like, oh, so, yeah he, I would like say Brody. Brody's say great, that. but he's man alone, right? He's he's no, no, fair, fair, fair comment, okay. Alex. And, fair and they're comment. the Hurricanes, not really. No, they, dude, like Lassie, has been okay, but he's not great. Fatty yeah. Loafer also not amazing. Fatty Loafer and Viafafita, he's just happy to be yeah. on the field because he's clean, not getting a look. No, the Landers, the Landers guys, those are like uh, Tom Franklin. They just have to. Him, Popa, I'd be actually quite impressed with him. But they're not. Yeah, he's good, they're, they're typical landers, like tight, tight forwards, no, like, they, like the Highlanders. They get around the park. Know, they, the Sharks guys, Burton, them no Lions guys. Okay, no. can I can I go back to um, Ruan Burton? I don't I don't think he's a very good captain. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't feel like he 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 makes a lot of like he makes a lot of mistakes himself. He seems to get a bit sort of tiffy almost with the ref. Like, he doesn't seem to manage the ref well. I don't feel, like, watching the game, like, I can feel, even though obviously I'm not as, uh, I have my criticisms about him, but, like, I feel Sia Khaleesi is a leader on the field. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I feel Franco Mostert's a leader on the field. I feel Warren Whiteley's a leader on the field watching uh, watching the game. Ruan Boerter, to me, like, he's lucky to be in that fucking team. Like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not impressed by him, let's say that. Yeah, agree. Uh, but yeah, look, look we uh, we do need to move on shortly. So I, I who made the point about the the locks? Who, which which guys? Yeah. Oh, the Bulls locks. Uh, yeah, the Bulls yeah. locks. Lewis um, and Marcus Neymar, best locks in the Bob Brody. No one really. Yeah, best lock. Sorry, best lock combination. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't think either of them's better than Brody. No, I'd agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. And then I mean the Lucys on form. The Bulls are better Lucys yeah. because. Peter Steph is the only one who's actually making effort. Like, Notchek, Carr, and Khaleesi have definitely not been as effective this season as Rulof Schmidt or um, even, like, Martin van Staden. Mm-hmm. Um, He's been great. He's been a great find. But uh, just, a fi- yeah. uh, just my final point before we just move on to the final game of the weekend because uh, we've really run on for quite long. Just the difference of having a uh, nine with energy. Uh, Dylan Schmidt, he's done all right. Nick Groom shows a bit of experience. Uh, even uh, Schroeder, he's all right. But uh, Ivan van Sale, I think the fact that Mitchell ditched Rudy Page at the beginning of the season has been justified at the likes of Warner, Embrace, but I think he's injured. And now van Sale, van Sale, boom, service, boom, gets the ball, passes it on, boom. Like, I mean, he's not like Aaron Smith, don't get me wrong. But uh, he's got ticker, especially he was just getting the ball mm-hmm. out there. So that's a big difference between the size. But Duvenacher... Like his service is slow. I, I don't know who the awful, his awful um, understudy is. Not Vermark. Vermark's all right, but the other guy, he was terrible against the Reds. I think that's that, that's a major difference as well. I think at nine, uh, the Bulls are, are kind of leading the way uh, into in the importance of uh, a scrum half that actually generates quick ball instead of takes this one mm-hmm. two step or kick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess it's, it vindicates the decision to let Rudy Page go. Yeah, cheaters. The yeah, cheaters no, Rudy Page. Uh, <laughs> Actor. No, like, like you know, you know, Rudy Page is all right, but obviously Mitchell, Mitchell wanted players like young players who could mold and kind of develop a kind of fit into his gameplay, not someone who knows, like not someone who plays the way he wants to play. He wants someone who plays the way he, John Mitchell, wants him to play. So, you know, fair, fair enough. It obviously worked, and that made fuck all sense. Eh? No, no, I, I get it. 
Alright, so yeah. let's uh, let's quickly move on to the game that ruined most people's Superbrew lives very quickly. Like, I, I'm afraid I didn't watch it, but the Jaguar is picking up their second win on the road against the Brumbies, who again are flattering to deceive. And the Jaguar is, they're playing a little bit more like Argentina, hey? Just, yeah, uh, they're they really, playing some nice rugby. Uh... Yeah, they, they're kind of gra- gravitating towards the sort of game that we recognize Argentina, like hard-working forwards. Tough up front, and then they create space for their backs aren't necessarily the biggest, but they finishers and they take the opportunities. So, yeah, you know, we we've been using this word and debating this word, but I would argue the the Jaguars have been clinical in these no. last two weeks. <laughs> yes, I, I, I heard you building up to that, and I just <laughs> the Jaguars, Ben. They're the yeah, I know. You you know how you know how much I dislike them, Alex. But they they've been <laughs> taking the opportunities, and that's what being clinical. Did you just did well, you like, did you like throw up throw up in your mouth when you said that? Just a little. Yeah. Oh no no, it hurt to me. It's like when I had to praise the Waratahs the other day. Like it, it, it bumps. <laughs> but let me just, see just for for any kind of new people listening, I don't think the Huagari should be in Super Rugby. Okay, well, just to make sure he's, he's trying, he's trying to overcompensate for his blasphemy. Oh uh, yeah, to 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 tick that box. But I'm just trying to bring up the stats very quickly before I was, there was actually a little piece of news I actually wanted to oh, ask you guys. So sorry, I sorry. I, I watched the game. Tom Banks huh? is the worst rugby player in the competition. <laughs> is he worse than Alex Newsom? Okay. He is worse than you. He's a fullback, and he can kick the ball like 20 meters maximum. That's like yeah, I like full- I like this. I like this. We've had the best locks in the competition conversations. Let's let's talk about the worst player in the competition. It's, obviously, we don't have too much time. But we, could probably, we could probably do a worst X, a worst XV actually in each position very quickly. We can do that, but just for the time being, let's like let's try and come up. Let's go team by team and say who's the worst in their team. Okay. Let, let's let's keep it to guys who are like in the starting sort of mix. All right. Well, let's start with let's just start with the Aussie conference since we're bashing. We, we need to be quick through this. Sunwolves. I'm going to say Jabba. Is he uh, he got gets injured or, <laughs> or something like that? I don't know. How, I, 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 I don't know how he did against the the Crusaders, but um, I just know he's, he's had a very stop start season and he had visa issues. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay, no, no. But the Sun was like, to be honest, like that team changes so much. It's hard to, like, for all we know, half of them have just been released and are walking the streets of Tokyo now. So. <laughs> okay, let, let, let's, let's, let's go with Java, let's, I guess. Him out of it. Uh, and then, okay. and then Waratahs. Newsom. Uh, so you, you, you reckon Newsom? Um, <laughs> no, 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 he was alright. Um, Hero just fucking terrible. You've made you've made your vote. Okay, we will we'll just That's vote. Fine. We no debate. Otherwise, we'll be here forever. Um, the no, Reds. This is fine. Let's move ahead. Um, it's not John Lawrence. He's just he's, no. It's yeah. not. It's not. I knew I knew someone was going to say it, but it's not him. He's just the most prominent. Um, I, I, I was going to say uh, <laughs> Scott Higginbotham because he plays ten minutes and gets injured. So he just at the moment he's just not contributing, and then he gets yellows. And all. I know I'm being a bit harsh. I don't know. I think I think it's one of the two twins. I think it's either J.P. Smith or Ruan Smith. I can't really tell them apart, but like they've been to so many teams now, and they've just never made an impact. Um, Ben, this for the Reds. Oh, Lance, I fucking hate okay. him. All right, all right, we'll just bang it out there, and then Brambies. Um, Tom Banks. 
Banks. Okay, so Ben said Tom Banks. I'm going to say Kurandrani. He's, he has, I know he had a decent game again. Well, he's, he's, he's not, but historically, terrible. he's not the worst. He's, he's a good player who's found some bad form. Tom Banks is a terrible bad. player. <laughs> okay, and he's then, been bad. And then... Uh, yeah, I yeah. changed change the rest to, to Fat Ben Lucas. Okay. And then, and then the Brumbies, Alex? Um... Man, I, I actually agree with you. I think it's Kurandrani. I think he's, I think he's bad for the team. Yeah, he's been, he's been a bit overrated. I'm just trying to think. We've gone through everyone, and oh, the Rebels. Um, well, it's got to be, got to be Jordan Ulysses. Oh God, I can't. I can't. <laughs> no, no, I'll say, I'll say you don't worry. Can't, I actually can't argue with you. It's Terra Faulkner. Ah, uh, no, Faulkner stays on the pitch. Last two games that Ulysses come on, he's gotten injured. So yeah, but but, but yeah, Faulkner, fault, Faulkner has pretty much started every game, and he hasn't even cracked a hundred fantasy points yet. Faulkner's terrible, dude. Faulkner's yeah, really and bad. then you actually yeah, maybe Faulkner's um, a little bit worse. But to Michael Ruru, the scrum, he's not not Wolgenia. I think he's just he suffers in comparison. Um, for the New Zealand teams, okay, let's be quick. And we just shoot a name. Then we've got to move on. Yeah. Blues. Uh. uh. Uh, well, like fucking Jordan Trainor. Highland or Jordan Jordan Trainor on the wing. That's me. Yeah. Trainor. He, he started Jordan game. Trainor. Yeah, the, 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 the under twenties guy. When he got yellowed, he looked like he was gonna cry. So he's very young, but I'm being a bit harsh. Oh, that that guy. Yeah, yeah fuck him. Okay, yeah, he's rubbish. Trick. Sorry, Jordan. I know you're listening. I yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Chiefs. The worst start. Uh, okay. oh, it's Foley. Johnny Okay, Dan. <laughs> that was easy. Uh, the Crusaders. Um, Mitchell Drummond. I fucking hate him. <laughs> you know, you, uh, you know, he's actually been quite disappointing. Set a time in Avali. He's uh, they haven't given him uh, the ball, but no, he's, he's, actually... he's a bit of a Kurandrani at the I'm moment. Sorry, but if, if you if you're gonna say uh, Kurandrani's been uh, the worst. Uh, uh, Naya, what's his name? Tami Navalu. Yeah, Mani Valu, that's what he's saying. But like, the thing is, Mani Valu is not been as bad. But he's barely been playing. Whereas like, they've stuck with Kurudran. I think he's played 80 minutes every game. But that's because they have the option. Like, they don't in Australia. They're desperate. There are only like 45 guys who play rugby there. Maybe. I still think Mitchell Drummond's worse, but I'm okay with Tami Valu. I don't know. He's just been so... I'm a huge fan of this. I want Mitchell Drummond. He's... I don't know. Highlanders? Um, um, see, that's quite hard. They all work. They've actually got kind of decent. Uh, I'm a bit worst. blinded because they they are playing well at the moment, specifically. Um, I don't know. Like Ash Dixon has never really reached his potential. Yeah, but he's not. He's not. Yeah, I'll just say Ash Dixon. Yeah, I was gonna say Ken Hamilton because he has Ken Hamilton, but he has to live in Aaron Smith's epic shadow. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it. Yeah, but he, he scored a try, didn't he? Oh, yeah, but his mm. kicking wasn't so lacquer. But uh, yeah, mm. and then I think um, we're, we're we're making our way to the the, the inevitable conclusion, which uh, is that the worst rugby player comes from a South African team. Yeah, and then, and then Hurricanes. Let's keep going. No, it, it, it's Tom Banks. I'm telling you. And, and then and then the Hurricanes. I'm gonna say Julian, Julian Sevilla. <laughs> Oh, fair enough. He's I'm trying been, to think if there's anyone. He's been so bang average. Anybody else? Yeah. Okay. No, I can't Hen- think of anyone else. Yeah, oh, Henwood isn't great, but he's not really oh, actually man. part of that. Yeah, and then uh, moving yeah. on to South Africa, uh, the real deal, the Bulls, the worst player of the Bulls. <laughs> it's 
Probably not even. Uh, I would have said Jesse Creel if at the start of the season, but now he's potent. Yeah, oh, dude, he's um, flipping potent. Johnny Johnny Cox is the worst player at the Bulls. <laughs> Shane, no, he works hard, bro. He's he's had a pretty good yeah, season. That, but that doesn't so matter. If a lot try, of people work try, hard. If you try hard as you should, like uh, yeah, that makes you makes it worse in a way. Uh, oh, fine, I'll, I'll I guess sure, I'll, I'll sure back. He's a nice guy. I'll, okay, I'll back you on Cox. I have no other name. Um, the Lions. I think that would be Marvin Ori. He's been okay. I was actually going to say Ross. I Crenier. like I like Marvin Ori. I actually think he's good. I was going to say Ross Crenier. He's been a bit disappointing. Um, I, 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 it's, it's a harsh call, but uh, as a starter, like the Lions are playing much better when we have a new foot. When we have a we have a new scrum half. Uh, to be completely honest, the worst rugby player at the Lions, and I, I think he's a really nice guy. I think the worst rugby player at the Lions is Robbie Kutsia. Okay. But he's not a starter. Yeah, he didn't even he no. didn't even open the bench. I don't think we're not limited to starters. Jordan Trainer is not starting for the Blues. Oh, okay, fair enough. No, it's yeah, true. Otherwise, Robbie, I, was, I was probably going to say then. Pat, Patrick Robbie could see is the is the most Joburg looking guy in the world as well. <laughs> is he uh, even from there? I thought he was. From else. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, no, no, I, don't, no. I don't want to get it. Yeah, and, and this looks Stormers. Where's about the Stormers? Oh Jesus! How much time have you got? Uh, you got, you got. It's, it's, like, a fif- it's like a fifteen-way tie at the Stormers. Yeah, I, I was. I, oh, no, that's easy. JJ Ingram, breath. Duh. Oh yeah, sorry. You're knockout right. champion. There is a Fred runner. Winner by knockout. <laughs> the and shortest then, dwarf, JJ Ingram, yeah, And then the Sharks. <laughs> the Sharks is that Marius Low, the the center. Oh, yeah, okay. Hands, hands down. Okay. Hands down. But, and we, by the way, we're not saying we all hate you all, but you really need to get better. Uh, we want you to. I, I hate. I hate most of you. If yeah. you're okay. You know who you are. Yeah. And then oh, I, I, I'm the guy who tweets you every week, telling you how shit you are. Next week, next week, our our, uh, our choice next week will be the players we just hate the most for no other reason apart from we hate them. We'll we'll move on to that next week. But we, 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 we've got and then and then the Yagiaras, the worst player. Uh, I think Lavanini like but he's not even a bad player though. No, I just, just he makes me angry. He's, he's, yeah, he's he's ugly on the inside. That's his problem. Uh, look, I know we kind of we've kind of skated over the Brambies Yogi Aras. We've been for over jeez, we're pushing uh, over an hour now. No, uh, no, 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 no. But, but but I actually I actually watched this game. Yeah. And honestly, I like I know I was we this obviously led to a big debate. But Tom Banks was such a liability. And also Hawera, whatever the other the fly half, what's his name? Hawera. Just neither of them can kick the ball very far. So it just meant that as soon as the Jaguars got some field position, they were basically trapped in their half until they could score a try. Because they, obviously they weren't running it out because you know that's not the Brumbies are too kind of structured like like they had a plan, but they just weren't good enough to execute that plan. Like oh. I don't know. I, I I think the the Brambies got dominated and the the Jaguars like weren't fantastic actually. They just took their chances. Yeah. Any anything further to add? But before we begin to wrap up, uh, not from me. Oh, I, I'm just, sorry. Going back to the Sharks game. Um, obviously, uh, Alex, you didn't see this, but they talked a lot about the wet ball or yep. the, the humid ball. Or, uh. <laughs> Cursed wet ball. When will mankind come up with technology to defeat our nemesis, the wet ball? <laughs> oh I've, honestly, I've, I've never. 
I've never heard this before, but Sunny is the latest sort of trend in Durban. Like, I don't know, they're like lubricating the ball with fucking, like, <laughs> what's it called? KY, KY jelly or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what they said on TV, but the weather in Durban was immaculate. It could not have been better. Oh, no, um, but they just, like, and then, because I, I remember at school, they used to give us, like, the shittest balls to practice. And then they're like, no, when you play a match, Actually, maybe they were just fucking budgeting out. I was probably teachers committing fraud or some shit. But and then um, and then when a when a match came, you know, you got the nice ball and it was a lot easier to have. Why don't they just do that? Fucking get balls without coat them in soap and make them practice with those fuckers. Like yeah, honestly, yeah. it can't be an excuse at a professional like a professional level. And Dick yeah. Muir, I don't know how he's fucking wormed his way back into a job or whatever. He like at half time, like the the um, interviewer was like, "Yeah, oh, like a scrappy half or whatever." He's like, "I don't think it's a scrappy half. I think both teams are doing fantastic. The ball's just really slippery." Blah blah blah. It's oh, like really, Dick, ten points and a half. Dick. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop you there, man. I'm gonna stop you there, man. You, you uh, got off the rails, and uh, we, yeah, we you're we, not wrong there. No, you're not wrong. I don't oh. disagree with you, but we, we we're getting very long. That's stabilizing. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah. We, we all need to go for a cold shower. Yeah, we need to go for a cold shower. And uh, that's going to wrap it up for the week's game. So we apologize for being a bit longer. But, you know, Alex and Ben have things to say that had to be said. But I think next week we'll try to do an XV of the players that we just happen to dislike the most for no logical reason. Oh, just a quick thing I wanted to ask you, Alex, about Brad Shields. He's going to probably play for England against us in June. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, I so I actually got into this on Twitter with someone. So... Two things. Number one, I despise the residency rule. Um, I think that it, it should be... Well, sorry, that way around. I, I despise the um, ancestry rule that allows you to be picked if you've got an ancestor from there. Mm. I think it should be based purely on residency. I think you need to be a meaningful member of society if you want to represent their test team. I don't think it's a problem at club level. That's between you and your supporters. But at test level, it really should be a little bit more patriotic than that. Brad Shield doesn't give two fucks about the British... Full stop. He doesn't care about the British. Um, I think his parents are British. So I don't think. Oh, I mean, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's got a good relationship with his parents. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so, and that, that's the first thing. The second thing is that they actually have better players. I don't think Brad Shields is that good. And I like him. I think he's a good player. I just don't, don't think he's that good. I don't think he's like a. Oh, who can we get in? Brad Shields. Yes, I must have him for my team. This is the key to beating the South Africans. No. Like, he's not that good. He's a decent enough player. And watch him now go and score uh, what I kick our ass in June, and I'll have to eat like a truckload of humble pies. But I just I think there are better loose forwards in England that they could select, or even playing in France. Um, so I I think it's silly. Ben, any comment? But, but also like he's obviously not involved at all with English rugby, and now yeah. it just 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 from like a purely practical point of view, now what he's going to join them in. Wherever Super Rugby stops, we're in second week of June. Yeah. Somehow, somehow fit into that side and then go what play in. It doesn't seem. It doesn't seem practical. Like they have, they have players. Like, fine. Like maybe they're going through a bit of a, a bit of a like a crisis at the moment or whatever. But I really don't think this is the solution to that. Mm. Yeah, I just uh, interesting that Eddie Jones he got. The RFU to waive um, the condition that a player needs to be playing in England to be selected, and uh, New Zealand rugby they've been trying to put the skates on this, but they don't have a legal grant, legal grounds to do so. So, 
Uh, very interesting. We're going to see Brad Shields and his amazing beard. <laughs> Whatever. I want. Imagine now. What, what if they just say, "Okay, Brad, you're in the you're in the All Blacks." What would they do then? Uh, I think he he's asked to be released, and I, I have a feeling there's a few people in New Zealand who are a bit irritated that Brad Shields hasn't been included. But in fairness, where was he going to fit in? Anyway, no, no, no. He wasn't better than Liam Squire last year. He isn't good enough. That's the position that they were. That's the position they were going for there. He's probably the seventh or eighth best loose forward in New Zealand. That's the thing, because this year he's playing eighth man, which is great. But obviously that's actually, not a jersey that's really up for grabs in the All Blacks. He's playing as a six. Uh, Gareth Evans is playing as an eight. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay, well, then there you go. So last year last year he was competing for the number six jersey with um, Liam Squire. Who was who was? No, I think last year he was form. an eight. Sorry, I don't mean to stitch it up. I think last year he was an eight. Okay. I just had to be. I just had to be <laughs> corrected. Right. Anyway, sorry, sorry. I'm being, I'm being a dick here. Okay, well then just continue with Kieran. No fucking way to uh, way to sandbag me, Adam. Yeah, sorry. And uh, on that bombshell, <laughs> I think that's going to wrap it up for this very long edition of Elite Rugby Banter. Matt, we miss you. We need you to come back because somehow we went a little bit off the rails. Uh, please check us out on Acast, iTunes, and SoundCloud. It's always hard for me to remember the three in a row. And like, comment, and subscribe. And we're going to have our Super Brew episode coming out also shortly this week. And once the guys in Sydney slash Melbourne update the Fox game, we'll try to bring you our fantasy episode. Uh, That's going to do it. Thanks for listening.